0: Hello, and welcome to Conspiracy of Light, a show about Babylon 5. My friend Josue Cardona and I are watching Babylon 5 front to back, side to side, and we're taking it apart as we go along. And today we're going to talk about signs and portents. Woo-hoo. Woo! Uh, tell me, Josue, what do you want?
1: Why are you asking me this?
0: What do you want?
1: I don't understand the question. What do you want? I want you to leave me alone. <laughs> Fine. I had like three more answers. I thought we were gonna keep oh, going. Oh, okay. What do you want? And then I was gonna, then I was gonna, you know, describe in great detail your destruction and my, <laughs> and my. Rise I wish I had gone on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Too late. I don't have the the the, the patience that uh, apparently Mister Morden has.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's his name, Mister Morden. Mr. Morden, yes. Hmm.
0: Played by Ed Wasser.
1: Hmm. Mr. Morden, another mystery. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So we are getting, so the whole season is called Signs and Portents, and now we're getting the chapter episode of Signs and Portents.
1: I don't know. The season had a title?
0: Yeah. The season has the title Signs and Portents.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it was apparently taken, the, the, the title was apparently taken from uh, uh, Norman Corwin, Corwin, who was one of uh, Strindberg's favorite writers. Um, he had a radio drama called On a Note of Triumph that was broadcast during World War II. And the piece that I see here, I don't see the whole thing, but it just says, Signs and portents. It was no furtive tapping on the window still at night, but clamorous pounding in the public square. I like that because hmm. <laughs> this is certainly uh leading us to a lot of different things in the future no i mean that's why it's called signs and portents
1: yeah i mean I, again lots of mysteries and they introduced a few new things and the like it felt like the world got bigger in this episode
0: yeah so what are your takeaways i mean you uh What are your first impressions, I guess I should say, because uh,
1: this is new to you. Um, Um, So, like, so we're halfway through the season. We're a little beyond halfway point now. Yeah. And finally, Sinclair starts talking about what happened to him 10 years ago with, you know, on the ship and all that stuff. And he tells Garibaldi. So that was really exciting because things are finally starting to open up. Yeah. But I yeah. like that they introduced a psychic that can that can okay, so we have psychor, right? And they can right. read minds. But we've but this person is a um seer. Yeah, right. She can see it to the future. And at the beginning she's really weird <laughs> and she and her nephew <laughs> says a thing over like, Oh, she said I was gonna kill by a shadow. And then he gets killed by a shadow later on. And so, when she shows the when she shows Sinclair the vision of the future, it's like, oh, like th- this could actually happen. And the I love the way that the Raiders were like they were set up as this like a like a threat. And at yeah. the end, it was like, whoa, they are they are smarter and more organized than we thought, and they're gonna cause some trouble in the future. Q shadow, laser, boom, Raiders, done. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh this is amazing. That was so, yeah. so good. It was so good. And then uh I'm I'm assuming that Morden is related to the shadows in some way because we know the eye was, or we assume the eye was on that ship. It was destroyed. And then next thing we know is Morden is bringing the eye to Londo. So those two seem to be connected and Oh, oh, and then there was this thing where um, it was it was like a, uh, Garibaldi just mentioned, like, Kosh got in a fight.
0: <laughs> yeah, that somehow his encounter suit uh, got, got, had some problems.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and it's funny because, like, he was in a face-off in a dark hallway with Morden, and then we didn't see what happened. And, like, I like that that happened because when Kosh appeared and he told him, like, stop it stop messing with these people. They are not for you. Yeah, my thought was man, Kosh is this Deus Ex Machina that just comes in and can solve any problem. But that didn't happen either. Like he got in a fist fight with Morden. <laughs> He's okay. Again, I'm I'm saying a fist fight. We don't know what happened. Yeah,
0: we they the camera panned away before anything really happened.
1: Yeah, but it's I, I like that the there imagination. was imagination. Yeah, but there was a confrontation and I don't know, just all those things, right? I mean, just lots of things playing out, and it, the episode went in directions that I didn't expect. It was, oh, so good, so good.
0: And clearly Morden did not want to encounter Kosh, or at least he didn't try to.
1: Do you think that Morden has some kind of like special ability that makes people tell him or answer the question? Because it didn't seem like, everyone was kind of annoyed at the beginning, but then yeah. eventually answered the question, like almost yeah. as if they couldn't help themselves.
0: I don't know. I, I think he just uh, I, I think he just asked the question until they get to a point where they're actually like ready to say, because uh, so I was reading uh, this about Strazinski and you know he was a therapist. He used to run group therapy sessions and he would do the "Who are you?" question, which is um you know you're supposed to take an answer and then not let them answer the same thing twice. Because you're supposed to kind of get down the, you know, kind of peel away the layers of the onion to find out who you really are. It's also a Zen Cohen that people often say to themselves, you know, uh, "Show me your real face before you were born." Uh, Those kind of things, just kind of playing over and over again. Apparently, you know, once people take it seriously, can get to some deep answers. And I I don't know how long they would have to spend with Morden just constantly asking the same question before we would have gotten. To the realizations we got to, but of course, for the pr- point of TV, you got to move things kind of qu- along kind of quickly. Yeah, but so. like no one
1: mentioned a pizza or a beer, like, or, <laughs> you know, like they ju- they just jumped to like their deepest, darkest desire.
0: Well, I think if they'd said a pizza or something like that, it would have just come back to what do you want, you know? <laughs>
1: well, obviously, because we're trying to get to the to the To the, core. To the meat. Yeah. But again, it felt like, like they were compelled to to answer the question that way because i don't yeah. think i don't think we saw delenn answer the question but no
0: did, wh- what did we see happen to delenn
1: oh she got a headache oh see and... see that, that right that goes into my theory like i think he was like trying like he's got some abilities trying to get in there right there's like some kind of psychic ability mm-hmm. and okay. and she it gave her a headache but Jakar and Lando are just like, I want everything. I want my world I want...
0: <laughs> And the triangle shows up on her head.
1: Oh, I don't I don't I don't remember this.
0: Yeah, so she she the triangle shows up and she immediately covers her head and uh, turns to look at Morden and says, Get out like she's just done with him at that point. Um but there was another point uh, in the past when we saw the triangle on her head. Do you remember when that was?
1: Uh, I don't, but I want to say, oh, oh, um, In the Circle, when yes. Sinclair was uh, unconscious.
0: When Sinclair was there and the triangle was on her head then, yep.
1: Right, 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 right. Ooh, mysteries.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so she says, get out. And, and as far as I know, as far as we know, watching the show, Morden only went to Delin, Jakar, and Londo. And Kosh. And Kosh. And
1: yeah. Kosh. The four ambassadors,
0: but you know, he didn't ask Kosh what he
1: wants. Hmm. Well, yes, like Kosh knew who he was or what he was. Yeah,
0: it's clear that there's some previous relationship going on there because they're both very clearly like he's like this. This, this is not for you.
1: I I think it's more like, like Kosh. Like, Kosh not only knows more than everybody, but I think he sees more than everybody. Like. He, see, we see a guy, a human, right? But he yeah. probably sees what Morden really is. I'm reading into it. That's that's, that's yeah. No, that's that's that's, what that's, I like to
0: that's fine. I mean, uh, clearly. So I, I, I'm not sure what we take away from "they're not for you," and what that exactly means, except for the fact that maybe he's serving as protector. But he could also be serving as like they're mine <laughs> you know hmm.
1: he, uh, he, he is he does seem perspective but I don't know man I don't know anybody's motivation here like the revelation that <laughs> that the the, the, M- the Mambari chose who was going to be the commander yeah. of Babylon 5 that's some that's some that's more mysteries right like that's that's <laughs> really interesting like I really yeah. want to know more I want to go right now and watch the next episode (laughs) (laughs)
0: um yeah the fact that basically they 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 passed over all these other people and then when they got sinclair they're like yep he'll be the ambassador for this uh he'll be the station commander for this place
1: he was way down the line
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah you kind of wonder where where garibaldi got all his information but we didn't get to follow garibaldi on his investigation it was just kind of like, Garibaldi's off in the background somewhere doing some things. All we needed him w- for was to just be a worm who would go and search out the information for Sinclair. <laughs> what do you think of Morden? So, who is this guy?
1: So, again, I think he's somehow... like I think he's an alien of some sort. Okay. I think he has uh, psychic abilities. I think that he is connected to the shadow um well we had heard the aunt or the, the seer say that the nephew was gonna get killed by shadows and then when he was talking yeah. to Delenn, like the lights got really weird and and it got very dark and he you could kind of like only start to see a silhouette yeah so yeah. so that was like a human form of what we saw later on with the ship so I know before we did this, you told me, or or when we started, you told me that this series is very, like, there's a lot of politics, and it feels like this person going in there asking that question was just trying to find ways to manipulate things and to move things around, so what surprised me the most is that I understand the five factions, I knew of five factions before, Yeah, this is like a sixth player on the board that i that i was unaware of so i'm very intrigued but yeah. my guess is that he is representative of a superior alien race that is up to no good <laughs>
0: <laughs> so essentially you said sixth and i'm not making this connection at all but um they called the raiders six
1: hmm Um, just like like i refer to it as six
0: i don't remember the exact line but when he talks about the raiders he says something about you've got six on your tail or something something to that effect and so for straczynski this is a reference to the prisoner but it's just interesting that you're talking about sixth race and, and then we got the raiders being called six i just uh Hmm. I'm wondering if there's some symbolism there. I yeah. don't actually know the answer to that question. Yeah. Even with all my knowledge of the future, I don't know that answer. <laughs> hmm. And um, I just realized I'm a seer for Babylon 5 for you. <laughs> <laughs> a seer with But I am like, not Lady Ladera.
1: Yeah, a seer with like a little bit of dementia maybe.
0: <laughs> That's very... Well, we're not certain that Lady Ladera was all put together all that well.
1: Uh, just, man, those eyes at the beginning, that was yeah that oh, was something
0: <laughs> It is so, interesting to watch how uh Londo treats her though he treats her with such great respect. They're obviously a very well respected uh role in their community because he's just constantly very caretaking of her and 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 uber respectful like she is someone very important like he didn't just uh, just you know play her off like she's nobody. He treated her with more respect than he treated the other the other Centauri that came on board who wanted the eye.
1: Yeah. Hmm. I mean, they're like royalty, right? Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's true. They are like lo- royalty. And there is kind of a sense that uh, uh, they have kind of a royal rulership, like a monarchy kind of thing. Or, they, you know, they have an emperor, obviously.
1: They do, yeah. And then, like, who hasn't stepped into the light
0: of the media for (laughs) like a year and a half or something? (laughs) That's kind of weird. But uh, I guess emperors can do whatever they want to do. Yeah, to me, actually, Centauri remind me of, um, and I'm not sure that there's any real connection, but they remind me of House Harkonnen. House what? House Harkonnen from Dune?
1: Oh, I'm. I'm, I don't, I'm I'm not very okay. familiar with
0: Dune. Okay. All right. Well, uh, royal families all over the place in in Dune, and and kind of uh, almost the same sense as you get like in uh, Game of Thrones, where there's all these royal families sort of, yeah, uh, the, dealing with one another.
1: That's the impression I got. Yeah.
0: But you haven't watched Dune, so I have to take this moment to say, watch
1: Dune. <laughs> watch and read Dune. <laughs> Man, so, Dune is one of those blind spots. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious what your blind spots are. I can go off on a tangent for a second, but sure. Dune Dune is getting remade into a series. Into yes. A, uh, but is it a series or is it a movie? It's well, both. It's I both. think
0: it's it. I think it's you know they did it for sci-fi originally. They did Children of Dune. Actually, I think they did their own Dune and then they did Children of Dune and they did um, God Emperor of Dune. So they did a three set in in sci-fi. But now I guess at this point we're like all media. Outlets are looking at things like how can we stretch this into something really big like we've got we've got um, his dark materials coming out and we've got uh, more Tolkien coming out and so everybody's trying to take these old classic books and stretch them into series. Um, I think that's what's going on with that but I I, I've seen the movie for Dune. I've read the original book for Dune and I've uh, seen the the sci-fi episodes and all of it has its own good places. Um, but uh,
1: my understanding is that there's a new movie, and then there's also a new series, and they're both going to be connected. I mean, I'd have to look. Okay, so
0: maybe kind of a launching movie, and then they'll take it to TV after that.
1: I don't remember. There's something like the series is about a group of female characters. Huh. I I don't remember exactly, but this is like probably the. I mean, it's it's pretty high budget high profile like i yeah. all i've seen is people say like like there's never like this is going to be the best version i'm sure everybody always thinks that <laughs> um
0: but everybody always hopes that because dune is such a cornerstone in a lot of people's lives exactly
1: exactly so i've taken dune out of the library multiple times and yeah. and just like never finished reading it uh, or like never like really got uh like never really got started reading it is a better way to put it i okay. never watched the movie um never watched any of the versions that exist okay it's one of those things where i'm it's always on my list for years yeah i haven't done it okay do you have anything like that that's like a big well i I don't know
0: you're talking about big sci-fi that's a blind spot for me i don't know see the thing is it's so such a blind spot i wouldn't have it just on the tip of my tongue whatever it might be but if we ever come to something we'll certainly i'll certainly bring it up i i farscape i haven't really taken a deep look
1: at I don't think that that's like a... That doesn't count, okay. That's not like Dune level, right?
0: Oh, okay, okay. So we're looking for, you know, like uh, major stuff. I mean... Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be tough because I'm quite a sci-fi nut, but... Um, yeah. We'll yeah. keep looking for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I was born later than you so there's like that's, that's like true you're catching up you know <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah that's fair i always i was when i talk to younger uh people it's like like really young people like haven't seen the matrix for example i'm like oh like how are you? well like because the matrix is old for them yeah it yeah, out before they I were was born
0: to, my, my son goes around and said that was that was very matrix and i'm like well have you seen the movie nope never yeah. seen it yep like, okay okay you gotta see this because this is you can't be <laughs> You can't be spouting the meme and not understanding the story. It's so important. Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's To them, it's old. It's it's just like it's not – it's certainly not on the cusp of reality right now. Yeah. I mean – I don't same. even know how it stood the test of time, except I really remember enjoying it quite a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's – um,
0: Just like Inception. Hmm. Same idea. Hmm. <laughs> really – well, you know, it's one of those gets the heart of reality kind of thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's not so old, but it's to to my son it's old. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean also it's it was so like I was what 10 when this show came out when you know Babylon 5 came out. Yeah. And it it wasn't like it was just hard to watch TV, you know? Like yeah, you had to be there live or record it and like literally 10 shows were happening at the same time. You couldn't you couldn't watch them all. True, yeah. And I used to record some stuff, but I don't know it's just it's just so much easier uh today to go back and and watch stuff you can watch it faster too if you if you have the right oh, technology.
0: Yeah. yeah, binging is uh binging is the thing now.
1: I mean literally like watch it at 2x, like watch it faster. I, I think
0: only a few select people can do that. For me I can't do it. I know you <laughs> listen to things faster too and, I, and for me it's just like when i've tried to do speed reading stuff and i just realize, okay i'm not getting the really the deep nuances of the story and i want to get the deep nuances of the story so yeah it, it's harder for me i think I, i'm just wed to language at a certain speed
1: <laughs> yeah you know anime uh they do a lot of like recap episodes or yeah. or they do like they 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 make a new a new movie that just condenses a whole season into two mm-hmm. hours or an hour and a half. I wonder, like, I'm surprised more shows and, like, more things don't do that. I mean, I understand why, because you lose a lot of it. But at the same time, I think it's a good, like, introduction and exposure for, for people.
0: Sure. You know? Sure. And, and you know, one of, the, one of the challenges, bring it back to Babylon 5 for a minute, one of the challenges of Babylon 5 is those first few episodes we watched were you know, th- there have been some good episodes along the way, and we've really enjoyed uh, talking about them. But some episodes are really kind of a turnoff for some people. And so you get to the the, the big question is, which Babylon 5 do you start with in order to get somebody's interest peaked? And my experience <laughs> with it is the gathering is not it, and uh, neither is in the beginning. Um, so th- those are—I'm I'm thinking in the beginning as part of the series— Anyway, th- that first episode, neither one of those really feel like the it for it, you know? um, And so it's, it's a battle going on within our sort of B5 fan community as to what is the best first episode to point somebody to in order to get them engaged with Babylon 5 the way we engage with Babylon 5.
1: Whew. I did an episode of GT Radio on this recently where I felt like I had— Un- on what? On, on what? On on the like recommending a TV show to someone. Oh, okay. Like, where yeah, yeah, you yeah, start? Yeah. And it's like because I was I was with my sister and my mom wanted her to watch a show and I was like this is oh, she's yeah. never gonna I watch. We talked about this. Yeah, it's like she's never gonna watch this unless we're here. And if we choose the right episode, we can hook her, and then and then she'll be one of us.
0: <laughs> you did one day at a time.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. And and I failed completely. <laughs> so, I mean,
0: it's no. I felt your pain because I remember uh, almost forcing uh, The Gathering on some very good friends saying, you know, you've got to watch this. This is, this is the most amazing show in the world. And I, I put The Gathering in their hand, which they came back like, yeah, that's not for me. <laughs> and I just felt like I had failed as the apostle for this episode, for this show.
1: It feels horrible. <laughs>
0: I know. <laughs> Like you've had this amazing experience with a piece of media, and you're trying to get somebody else to know about this experience,
1: and you can't, you can't impart it. It kind of reminds me of uh, speaking of the Matrix earlier. Uh, I like I had multiple copies. I, had, I bought a DVD of the Matrix before I had a DVD player, you know. Like, <laughs> so I would I would constantly sit, tell people like, "Oh, let's watch this movie." It's like I've heard of it. It's like, "Yeah, let's sit down, and watch it." I watch it again with them. I remember one time with my cousin, he was like, "I don't understand what's happening." I wanted to kick him out of my house you know like it was it was one of those things where like that's why I'm there I'm, I'm there to help with that right I'm there to yeah. to guide <laughs> guide you through the experience help you if possible but it just infuriated me I wanted like I didn't even want to keep watching the movie <laughs> yeah when people don't get
0: it it's like a slap in the face yeah. It's like, like what what do you mean you don't get this how could yeah. you not get this well
1: one thing is this like is one that, of the most important
0: pieces of media in the world
1: yeah, but like one thing is not getting it, right? It's like like oh like I didn't really didn't like it. And you think like well you just didn't you didn't yeah. get it. You know? Yeah but like literally not understanding what was happening it was it was really frustrating. <laughs> was really frustrating for me. And I think I'm I'm I imagine I tried to explain it and he didn't understand. And that's why I, I wanted to kick him out of the house. But yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know what I would choose so far from Babylon. Like, I'm I'm 14 episodes in.
0: It feels like you wouldn't choose Signs and Portents because this is such an important episode, but at the same time, it's not giving you a real feel for the characters that much.
1: I don't know, man. That moment where the shadow ship comes in and just destroys the other ship, that's one of those moments of like, oh, I like this show. I want more of that. <laughs>
0: yeah, okay. <laughs> but we've built up to this point, and it kind of means more to us now, I think. yeah. um yeah yeah that's a challenge um you know along the same lines there's a book by dan simmons called hyperion and i've seen that it's gotten awards and i've seen that it's been lauded by a lot of people and i have tried on three occasions to read that book and something about the language of the book just makes me get to the point where i'm like i don't understand what the hell's going on and i feel like there might be like almost like a A cognitive divide between myself and the book or myself and the author i can't get over his wall and it it makes it kind of weird to me um and i'm remembering that l ron hubbard um wrote about i I used to kind of dabble in in understanding dianetics i never was uh, uh faithful or anything but one of the things i remember reading about was he said once you enter a space that you don't understand a few words You get disconnected from the text Hmm. and as a result you don't really get the full meaning of the text and that's what happened to me with hyperion and i guess that's what happens to people with with uh babylon 5 and uh probably you know if you pick the wrong episode of one day at a time
1: (laughs) well i think in sci-fi in general that turns a lot of people off yeah people talk about the 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 techno babble it's like None of those words make any sense, <laughs> and right. some people get really hung up on that. Like, well, you know, it's it's okay. <laughs> I mean, that's part of the fun of uh, of this podcast. Like, two episodes in, I still wasn't sure. Like, who are the Mumbari? Is it Jakarta? Like, what what is 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 that the big bug guy? Like, <laughs> is it Lando or Londo? <laughs> you know, and now it's like it's like you know, like, I know these people. These words yeah. mean something to me. But to most people coming in, and you know, it doesn't mean doesn't mean anything. Um, but yeah, no, no, it, that's hard to. I don't know. I think it, you just have to like this kind of thing. Um, yeah, I to, think so. To co- to go in, and and enjoy it. I was thinking uh, one th- one movie that I that I it took me forever to watch that I didn't watch was Blade Runner. Mm. Like I didn't watch Blade Runner until like three years ago. Yeah. And that was a big, big blind spot. Like so influential, you know, things like that. Oh yeah,
0: that's one of those at the corner of everything, you know, because you know it's. I think it's our first film b- that was based on a book by Philip K. Dick.
1: Yeah, 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 Whew, man. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna keep this question in mind as we keep going. I'm gonna say that's the episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I think that's a good idea.
1: There may not be one, you know. I mean, it's it's hard once well, you're in so it. So
0: I know that I got turned on by not. Not any of the episodes I've seen yet. Okay, and okay. then I immediately wanted to go back and watch everything. Okay, and I can't remember. And I guess I could contact the guy that that started me up on this track because um, he was just he was just my manager at Borders, and one day he he saw Susie and I and said, "Have you guys seen this?" And then he hands us the videotape and says, "Go home and watch this." <laughs> and <laughs> and it wasn't from the, it wasn't the from gathering forward. It was not the gathering. No, it was oh. something. It was something much later than what we're watching right now. Um, it may be in this season, but I have the feeling that it might be in season two. Hmm. Um, well, I so, definitely want to know when you get there. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try to. I guess I just I'll just write him and find out if he remembers what <laughs> what he chose.
1: It's it's probably the the, the same tape he gives everybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, he's probably still out there selling his <laughs> to kind of a apostolizing thats not the word. Uh, evangelizing. Evangelizing. Yeah. Thank you. That's why thats the word I use the most. And uh, in in regards to these things, um, yeah, he's still out there. He's like Johnny Appleseed of Babylon Five. <laughs> Have you tried this?
1: He has a—he has a Blu-ray now that he burned on on his computer <laughs> <Exactly>. at home. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, it's you know uh, Deep Space Leary Nine, Babylon Five. You know when I got into Deep Space Nine was because I was with you and Susie, your wife and we were at uh, Dragon Con and you said oh we're going to this panel and i just wanted to hang out with you guys so i stayed with you oh, and I so
0: c- you were there when we we saw Avery Brooks
1: yep and i fell in love with Avery Brooks and i was like and yeah. i went home that, you know after that trip and i started watching The Space Nine
0: <laughs> excellent yeah. i don't think i'd realized that you had I, at least not in my memory cuz i know my memory's kind of uh, shoddy at this point in life we but, established uh, that earlier <laughs> <laughs> but uh you know, I didn't realize that you hadn't seen uh any DS9 before we went and saw Avery. So that that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Avery floored me. He just uh he was one of my favorite captains I've seen live. Yeah. Um well, okay, fair enough. I've only <laughs> seen him and uh and uh Patrick Stewart. So I haven't got to see Shatner yet. I don't think I've seen Scott Bakula so far. Um I definitely haven't seen anybody from Discovery. Oh, I did see uh Captain Janeway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she I was, watched Voyager. Uh, a very empowering person. <laughs> uh Kate uh Mulgrew. She was very empowering to the women in the audience and I thought she was just amazing. She was just a
1: Yeah, she's like so like a
0: piece of empowerment walking on the stage.
1: She's so good on Orange is the New Black. Yeah. yeah. It, every time I watch an episode that she's in, it makes me want to go back and watch Voyager. Voyager. <laughs> because during that time, during the time of Deep Space Nine, I watched Voyager. It, I don't know why I watched one and not the other. It was just just what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, UPN. UPN got your attention with all their newfangled shows. and
1: Buffy moved over and I moved over. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Buffy moved over years after that. I don't know why I'm making that connection. <laughs> We're so old. <laughs>
0: yeah, well if we want to continue going off on tangents, UPN was amazing to me because there was Nowhere Man. I don't know mm. if you ever watched that, but to me that was just this amazing show. It it wow. equaled it was it was like the new version of The Prisoner. And then there was also um uh was it called Legend? Uh which was starred Richard Dean Anderson and John Delancey. Um what? that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. It it's basically set in kind of a Western time, but they have some newfangled knowledge, and so uh, John Delancey is making Richard Dean Anderson a superhero in uh, in the West by using his scientific technology. What? <laughs> 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 there's Not a, there's easy to find. I don't even know if it's out there anymore.
1: There's a few shows from that time that I don't know. They uh, they appealed to me. <laughs>
0: yeah crazy shots. firefly almost passed me by because it was on at the same time as ds9 same with babylon 5
1: hmm really
0: they yeah. overlapped uh i don't think they overlapped are you sure i i think they did We could google this we can yeah we there, there's y- y- <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome to do so i'm not in a place where i can do that but um
1: i'm gonna i'm googling right now
0: okay you google um <laughs> I just want to point out, Ivanova wakes up with uh, you know, the Babylon 5 version of Alexa, but it That's appears true. to be always on. You don't even have to say anything. It's just listening to you at all times. Because she didn't have to say, you know. She just said, why does my t- mouth taste like carbon every morning when I wake up? Unknown. I'll check your medical profile. But I think uh, her
1: Alexa was talking to her before but yeah in, in a lot of these like uh in star trek it's the same way like the computer is always listening you just say computer right? yeah and there it is
0: yeah it's it's kind of I, I don't know if i've really thought about this but uh you know in a lot of uh they don't really think about <laughs> those kind of issues that we think about in terms of you know big brother watching over us kind of thing in in these science fiction shows because it's ideal enough that you can just have the computer listen and the computer is Friendly, the computer is nice. The computer doesn't want to hurt you. The computer just wants to do your bidding. Um, Listen, even we, if you want to know why your mouth tastes like carbon in the morning.
1: We've gone on so many tangents already, but... I know. This uh, has been a tangent episode. I know. I watched Another Life on Netflix. I just, just wanted out. to watch it. Um, and it reminded me of something that I that I've read often, which is a lot of these sci-fi shows, it's so funny that... They have all this advanced AI and this computer that manages the ship, but it can't fly the ship. You always need a real pilot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in another life, like you that's an option, but like there's an AI that can fly the ship. It can fly better than you. Like right now we're in the middle of, you know, discussing that auto um uh self driving cars are like yeah, they're safer. They're they're better drivers than people, right? Is the yeah. is the idea. I, I don't think anybody disputes that It'll eventually get there.
0: Because no, I think most people lousy. believe that that's where we're headed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's the, the theory. I I subscribe to that one. <laughs> but yeah. I think it's always funny, like going back to old um, uh, sci-fi where like the computers don't do the things that you would assume that they that they would do. <laughs> yeah, like fly the ship. They they can see
0: into the future, but not perfectly yeah um, yeah and and sometimes you know we get technology from that which uh, but I, I'm glad to hear that uh, so you enjoyed this another life
1: that's complicated
0: <laughs> okay okay we won't get into that here because this is a Babylon 5 podcast well uh,
1: I, I will say I mean I think bringing back to Babylon 5 there's there's just sometimes things that you recognize aren't that great Yeah. But you still enjoy them anyway. Sure. Um, Again, like, I think Babylon 5 is a great show, but, oh, I I got a new TV now. Okay. And so everything looks even worse because I was watching it on a small low-res TV before, like 720p, and now I'm up to, like, a much bigger 4K uh, TV. Oh, look at you. But it looks, it does not, it looks so much worse. It just looks so much worse <laughs> than it used to and it's harder to swallow the 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 cg but i still think it's a good show okay uh-huh. i think i wouldn't like I, that's not part of i don't know like that can add to it but it doesn't take away from my experience anyway but another life was okay i want to see the second season but
0: okay all right well that's that's enough to to stand out
1: yeah i like a lot of things <laughs> So what was the question before about the air dates? Specifically DS9 and Voyager? Uh DS9 and uh
0: Fire Firefly Sign, Firefly uh, Firefly <laughs> Firefly Theater. <laughs> uh Firefly DS9 and uh Babylon 5.
1: Right. So DS9 Babylon 5
0: and DS9 were alongside and I think Firefly came out maybe towards the end of those things, but
1: so Deep Space 9 aired until June 2nd, 1999. Okay. And Firefly premiered in 2002.
0: Oh, well, all right. Then it's not, that's not it then. Yeah. There was, there were several, there was a lot of attempt at, at putting sci fi in our faces uh, back in that time. And I'm not sure what I'm thinking of then. Space Above and Below, maybe?
1: There were so many shows. There in the were so many. many. 90s there was, was like Earth time.
0: 2, which I thought was fantastic and it didn't make it anywhere. Hmm. Um. There were so many good shows at that time.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, is this at the same time like um oh, was it Sequest was it called?
0: Sequest was on. Yeah, Seaquest DSV with Roy Scheider
1: Yeah, yeah. All the Loved Stargate that series show, actually.
0: And I watched all of Stargate. All of all of them? All of all of them. Wow. <laughs> the only things I haven't seen are the ones that are made for web only. Um uh, yeah, which I yeah, keep trying one. to get to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It feels stuff. like feels like golden age of like tv sci-fi in a way yeah like uh well it's when
0: sci-fi had come out of the woodwork and and, and there was a station you know there was a channel devoted to science fiction true and there was lex and there was farscape and there was babylon 5 and there was all of this stuff it's just that channel devoted to it all it was fantastic yeah that was before you know they started showing wrestling And before MTV started showing reality
1: TV shows instead of music, yeah, before MTV stopped showing music, all our best ideas failed in one moment. <laughs> yeah, I remember a bunch of like B movies I would watch with my dad in like the early '90s, just yeah. crazy action movies like Ninja, Samurai, Kickboxer, whatever, and uh-huh. like, ugh, like Death Wish five, six, and seven, like just crazy stuff. <laughs> Oh, good times, good times. I mean, this this has been a lot of tangents, but I'm glad you brought up... This has been the most (laughs) tangential. I know. This this was just a sci-fi episode. Uh, But I'm glad you mentioned Ivanova's experience at the beginning, because when the episode started, I assumed it was going to be an Ivanova episode. Yeah. It was not a of us She she
0: was not very much part of it. She was she was the lead in the second group of uh fighters that went out. Yeah, she led Delta to Wing to face the Raiders.
1: But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't about her. <laughs> no, but it's funny, we go
0: from, you know, she's just stir crazy and wants to get out and she wasn't allowed to and now she's taking on uh a wing herself and, and coming in and basically she's the cavalry. Cavalry? Cavalry, sorry. Um <laughs> there's two different words there. <laughs> which um, one's the right word? One's, one's the place, and one's, the people coming in to help. Cavalry and cavalry,
1: cavalry. Right. That's cavalry. One. That's a, yeah. All right. The people pronounce them wrong. The sometimes. same, sometimes. Yeah. which
0: causes problems. Yeah, yeah. I remember somebody talking about this recently, and it just kind of got my attention.
1: Yeah, but she definitely like. There's, there's, there are those moments where they, where they. She, sh- she shows up and she says something that really makes me think. Like, there was okay. that episode right where she was start crazy and she wanted to get out. Yeah. And here yeah. she said, you know, I have trouble waking up when it's dark outside. Sinclair yeah. says, it's always dark inside space. Outside. She says, I know. It's like, like, what does that do to you? Like, <laughs> like are you okay? <laughs> That's, a, I don't know. Like, there's some I, episodes I where like, her hair's local all local different and she's like, almost bubbly. And then another one, she's like, I didn't yeah. sleep well. I, I mean, think actually the Zocalo
0: simulates sunlight, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I know that the arboretum simulates sunlight. But you're right; I hadn't thought about it. Uh, you know, it's it's like uh, you know dealing with uh, Alaska. You know, you yeah. have the you have the point that's the midnight sun that we saw very well on on uh, northern exposure, <laughs> where everybody's just hyped up and can't go to sleep and, and has to do all these productive things. It's like a bipolar moment on the on the manic side, yeah. and then you have the long dark night of the soul where the sun doesn't rise at all. <laughs> and that causes people, that causes the suicide rate to uh, increase and uh, people have trouble in places where the sun doesn't show as much. Yeah. Seattle's yeah. supposed to be really hard to live in because of that. Yeah, so that's why like, seasonal I'm worried about it. Yeah,
1: I'm worried about it. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's a good point. But everybody would be going through that, you'd think, besides her. I, I don't know how people. Like I, I think that's something we have to think about in our space voyages as we start to move to this idea of getting to Mars. We have to think about the fact that the human body might need sunlight to make sense of things.
1: Yeah, like I, I can't imagine that there aren't just lights. In <laughs> well, the I would ship. imagine there's some
0: kind of twenty four hour cycle and that the, the, the lights would have would yeah, do exactly maybe, so that you know you're in nighttime, you know you're in daytime, you just don't see that on. Well, you do see on the bridge sometimes, on Babylon 5, sometimes it seems like it's darker.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm
0: wondering if they put a lot of thought into it.
1: It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah,
0: JMS. yeah, exactly. Let me just get him on the phone. <laughs> so he turns this, uh, this psychological probing intervention into, what do you want? And... Londo is the one who gives, I guess, the best answer.
1: Mm. And I wish
0: I could quote like Londo, but I can't speak like him at all.
1: But his his response seemed like <clears throat> identical to Jakar's to me. Just his was now the...
0: Let's look at the difference now. Jakar's okay. response was, I want to take down the Centauri. And Morden's like, and then what? Well, after that, I think as long as my people are okay, I'm done. But then you look at Londo. I want my people to reclaim their rightful place in the galaxy. I want to see the Censari stretch forth their hand again and command the stars. I I want a rebirth of glory, a renaissance of power. I want to stop running through my life like a man late for an appointment, afraid to to look back or to look forward. I want us to be what we used to be. I I want it all back the way that it was, does that answer your question?
1: So I, I see why you might think that they're not the same, but I, I think that they're the same because they just want things to go back to how they were.
0: A little bit, but my thinking is that Londo has more of a, like, a very long-term vision of what the Centauri Republic could be. And Jakar just wants revenge. Huh.
1: Hmm. Hmm. I don't I don't see it that way. I see I see Londo as being very selfish, as in I want more. We don't have enough. I want us to be like yeah. be on top like we were before. And Jakar just wants to feel safe and left alone. That's that was my interpretation of, of what they both said okay yeah yeah like like what do you want i want glory what do you want i want peace you know i felt like jakar was saying peace which which kind of surprised me yeah but, like jakar and and his people ah uh, what are what are the jakar is uh the narn the narn regime uh, yes so uh the Narn they have like their story is that they were conquered by the yeah. by On the Centauri. Centauri, and they fought back, and they became like they have power, but it's out of defense, like they don't have a desire to to conquer. I think like he's always trying to to find ways to have uh, leverage, but it's as yeah. protection. Yeah. And even though Londo doesn't seem like a conqueror, but his people were, you know? Like, I don't know. They're, they're really, I love these characters. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's that's my interpretation of, of what they said. Yeah, how okay. how these shadow people are going to use it, I do not know.
0: I, I love the moment when, and it's it's meant to be a humorous moment, but it also kind of stands out as a symbolic moment. When Jakar and Malari are both waiting on the elevator. Or whatever they call their elevator. And the one human guy is standing between them. And he's just kind of <laughs> stuck in this
1: spot. And He ducks between them to get into the elevator. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But so it, it, it's drop dead funny at the moment. Because it, it's it's one of those uh, perfect Jakar and Londo moments. But on the other side... Here's humanity stuck between the Narns and the Centauri um, that that seems like that's the the symbolic piece going on there in the midst of all that humor
1: maybe maybe I don't know man i'm I'm, I'm so excited <laughs> about everything that happened in this episode. I really want to know what happens next, and I accidentally like You
0: accidentally watched it more?
1: No, no, I didn't. But uh, I I was looking at how many episodes there were left. Yeah. So I scrolled through and it stopped on one in particular. And it was one of those things where, like, in a flash, I read way more of the synopsis than Uh, I wanted to. Oh, man. These, it's like four episodes away. I cannot wait. (laughs) I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) Just, Just for my peace of mind, what is the name of that episode?
1: I. I don't know, and I'm not going to say okay. what, what it is, so I don't All spoil right. it for for listeners, but I'll tell you fair enough when we finish recording yeah. okay,
0: that's fair that's yeah. fair.
1: But I'm so excited
0: <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's anything you know for me, the fun of this episode was watching you watch this episode, and obviously I didn't get to watch you watch the episode, but i i through this show I'm getting to do that um yeah, we really haven't talked a lot about the eye, but I, I think the eye is just symbolic. It's just symbolic of, I mean, if if Londo didn't get the eye back, that would have been it for Londo.
1: Um,
0: what do you mean? That he would have had to leave the station.
1: Oh, is that why he said he would have to leave in a few days? After? Yeah. Oh, that would okay. have been the end. Hmm. Um,
0: I'm not sure why the eye holds so much significance, especially for Londo, because it wasn't even Londo that was trying to get it in the first place.
1: I think he was just but gonna once, be punished then in that case.
0: Yeah, I think so. And but once he had it, I mean, it is a good question where the hell the other guy got it, but um once he had it, he was kinda like he was the person who brought the the Centauri Republic together again through this symbolic gesture. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, but it was his responsibility. I see. I see what you mean.
0: And who knows what Lord Kiro would have done if Lord Kiro had made it uh, to bring in the eye back to, to the Centauri homeworld.
1: Yeah, well, we'll never know because the shadow will never and a know laser because that's
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of Lord Kiro.
1: That's why I don't think the eye. Maybe if it's more important later, that maybe, but it did. It doesn't feel important now.
0: Only that it was just symbolic of something that needed to happen in order for Lando to be okay. Yeah, and. Morden comes along as here's a gift from
1: friends you didn't know you had. <laughs> yeah, quite ominous. Yes. Well, and, and really the the most important thing that we haven't talked about is um the fact that there were space urinals in the last scene. Oh in yeah, one of those last scenes. Yes, there were. When it when it happened, I was like, "Wait a minute!" I actually went back. I was like, "Are they peeing?" <laughs> they are. Those are I didn't urinals. Think about it this time around. And then, but and I remember th- thinking about it when I first watched it. Yeah. And then, but obviously I'm thinking about it because instead of washing their hands, they just put it through a light that like I'm, disinfects their hands. Yeah. That I think cleans so. them. So, and, and it does this like, ooh, sound, <laughs> right? That cleans their hands. And so, so when Garibaldi does it first, I was like, did he just, I thought he was washing his hands over there. Is he drying them over here? So I went back and I'm like, oh no, they're both ping. And here they wash their hands with a hot lamp. This is again, I love those moments in sci fi where you see how they picture the future. You know? Yeah. It's like we're still we're still peeing in urinals,
0: <laughs> standing <laughs> next what? to each other
1: with absolutely no privacy. <laughs> in this case, like those are just horrible because there was a wall in front of them, like people could walk in front of you while you were peeing, and there was almost oh, no that. divider between them. And then they walked right over because there wasn't. They weren't like up against the wall. There was literally like the urinal was up to about chest height, and then ahead of them there was like a hallway, you know, in the bathroom. There was like more space, walking space. So no privacy in the future. And then you don't wash your hands. You just ooh with the light. <laughs> well, you don't get shots in the future either. You just go whoop. Yep. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> um, did you notice that in that scene? There is another character who appears to be a woman coming out of the what is appearing to be the men's restroom.
1: Hmm, No, no, just a little piece
0: of fluff that doesn't maybe mean anything, but Hmm. um, it's nice to play with the idea that maybe there's no. I don't know. Maybe it's unisex or yeah, like gender neutral. Maybe that person was transgendered and... or any yeah. number of things. Of course, I don't know if there was a lot of that going on in TV at the time, but I can see that Straczynski would be the kind of person to throw that in.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's never been anything so explicit as like the men's room and the the ladies' room, as far as I can tell. It's not something you would pretty much like pick up on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not something that would stand up. I mean, stand out in a in a sci-fi show, but any show. Unless that was a what was the
0: show with Calista Flockhart?
1: The where she's a lawyer.
0: I guess she was a lawyer. Yeah, Ally McBeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their their restroom was completely unisex. Yes, I I remember that being a big deal when it was gone.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But like here, I don't think there's been any mention. But no, I didn't. I don't remember any other character there. I was too mesmerized by the. Hand washing. <laughs> so you got
0: mesmerized by hand washing. I got mesmerized by Alexa. Uh. <laughs>
1: yep, the future. The future. Twenty-five eighty-eight can't 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 come soon enough. Is it no? Yeah. Is it is it two? Is it two five eight eight? Is that the year, or is it twenty-three fifty-eight? Oh man! Now you ask me
0: these questions. I even had it up a moment ago.
1: I forgot. I think it's twenty-three fifty-eight.
0: I'm just gonna give you an answer as soon as I can. Let's get <laughs> back to this thing.
1: Twenty-two fifty-eight. Twenty-two fifty-eight. Okay. Well that's that's a that's a that's not a long as long a wait as I originally said. This
0: is pointed out because apparently uh it claims the date is Wednesday, August third, twenty two fifty-eight. But August third, twenty two fifty eight is actually a Tuesday.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs>
0: You just feel like that's the most nerd moment there could possibly have been. Um, Excuse me, on the show Signs and Portents, when you said it was August third, twenty-two fifty-eight, didn't you realize it was actually Tuesday and not Wednesday? Based on my math, I realized it was Tuesday. My math. And Straczynski's like, "There's a leap year problem."
1: I bet he's (laughs) answered that question dozens of times. I can. I'll bet he has actually. He has a special tag for them uh, in his email. He's got a collection of them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. Aye, aye, aye. All right, well, so next next up, next episode is TKO. That's what it's called,
1: TKO? TKO. Ooh. I hope it doesn't stand for total knockout and it stands for something <laughs> more alien. <laughs>
0: Well, we will see. When we come back next time, we'll see. And maybe by that time, you'll have read Dune. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Sorry, I I do have to just say, the David Lynch version, as bad as it was at representing Dune, it was a fantastic movie. And it has Patrick Stewart in it, and Kyle McLaughlin in it, and Sting. Hmm. So just to wet your whistle just a little bit. It's, an, I mean, it's only like 2 hours.
1: I'm feeling the hype. So, as the new <laughs> one as the new one gets closer, I keep thinking I'm just going to I'm going to going to watch everything. I don't know if I'll read the book. I want to. It's what I should do. But it'll be the easier book can for me be to tough.
0: Watch. Uh it, it can be tough. No. Yeah. But
1: uh I may have it actually. I probably bought it. I think I bought it.
0: Um I've had a few copies across the year because it's gotten stolen several times from me, which is an odd thing because the people that I think stole it had no interest in sci-fi whatsoever. But, they just hated uh, you. That's what happens in high school.
1: Yeah. A, how many books are there get in the their series. stuff
0: stolen from them. Oh my God, it's huge at this point. Yeah. Um, because, you know, uh, L. Ron Hubbard did a bunch and then his son... Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's not L. Ron Hubbard. I'm getting confused. They're both very messianic figures. Frank Herbert did a bunch and then... Brian Herbert, his son, took over, and then Kevin Anderson. Is it Kevin Anderson? It's one of those, like, pulp writers who joined into the world uh, started writing on it also. So, like, Um, do they still So now it's huge. Now there's, I think there's still Dune books coming out at this point.
1: Whoa, okay. Hmm.
0: There's at least 10 to 12 books in the series at this point. I would think it's even bigger than that now.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. I mean
0: that's that's the world building that happened there. It was just so in depth that you could do a lot with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it.
0: But uh, the sci-fi version was good too. I I I don't know which one was better. The sci-fi version is closer to the book. The uh, the movie version um, was done by David Lynch. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's that.
1: I said, I'm trying to fill in a lot of the gaps because I'm I'm working on a on another podcast for sci-fi yeah. and so i've been trying to fill in a lot of those gaps and yeah
0: many of us are, are looking forward to that housewife
1: man many of if, us if i just didn't do other podcasts i'd have time to do <laughs> that podcast <laughs> yeah if
0: you weren't on this podcast you'd be working on your podcast I would. don't leave I would. don't leave <laughs>
1: all right man let's wrap this up
0: yeah, let, let's let's uh let's end it. You guys think about what you want. What would you say to what do you want? I don't know. What would I say to what do I want?
1: Woody, what, what do you want?
0: Well, I'd like to.
1: What do you want? I'd like
0: to have a practice in which board games form the intervention for all my therapeutic interventions.
1: What do you want?
0: I want to help people play board games.
1: Nah, I think you're good I think we got we got to the core of it yeah we're good <laughs> maybe that maybe I that want question to see people enjoy themselves and
0: end their suffering and stop paying attention to all the bullshit in the world
1: that's harder <laughs> I don't know if Morden's like a, like an alien genie or something but uh, <laughs> you have three wishes <laughs> yeah yeah I don't, I don't know but uh, that's a hard one yeah
0: well we'll look forward to future episodes <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks everyone for listening to conspiracy of light be sure and join us again next time and we'll we'll be seeing you